Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. Hello, my beautiful people. Episode 45. Um, if you hear a little buzzing noise, I apologize. That is my neighbor above me. She is vacuuming for the third time today. Yeah. Uh, it's going great. Um, so what's new? What's new? What's new? Uh, it was actually... Okay, so I saw this. This is actually funny. So I, I saw this article. I was just on like Yahoo News, just looking at whatever, right? Um, and I see this one headline. It was all... Uh, shark attack... Uh, or payer sailor uh, attacked by uh, shark in bizarre news. And... I was like, how is that bizarre? Like, I, I understand that the odds of it specifically being a parasailer being attacked by a shark as they're landing in the water, pretty high. But, like, that would be kind of weird. Like, that specific is kind of odd. But it's like, you, when you kind of think about it in the reality of person in the ocean attacked by a shark, it's like, that's where they are, man. It's not that bizarre. It's kind of like going to Chipotle and being like, or, uh, <laughs> no, it'd be like going to Chick-fil-A and being, like, shocked that they didn't have burritos. You're like, what? You only have chicken? Um, other news about my life. Uh, yesterday, I had my first sparring session. That was really fun. Um, harder sparring. Um, I would say it was hard sparring. Uh, so the rundown of how it went. So this is what I remember. Um, we both come out. Now, he had sparred, I believe, a couple times before. It was my first real time. Um, but we both had been, we're both about three. I think he's like three or four months in, and I'm like three months in, I think. So we're about even on time. Um only advantage he had really I would say is that he had sparred before which yeah uh so we get out and pretty early on like I'm kind of just throwing some jabs very basic like forgetting to kind of double up on him sometimes trying to feed it uh like throwing one jab and kind of looking and then just to play defense sort of thing <laughs> uh this is what I remember from my point of view um and we're doing that and then we kind of start throwing a little bit feels like it's a lot of gloves kind of spotty on what I'm seeing. Uh, but from what I remember is it felt like we were hitting a lot of gloves. Um, and then he kind of hits me. He hits me in the head, the right side of my head, pretty good. Uh, he hits me again uh, on the left side of my face with a one-two. And at that point, I was like, okay. I kind of like started to wake up. And then he threw 
another jab and I slipped it and I landed him a body, a left body hook to his liver and sat him down. Um, and the round kind of ends there. Um, we kind of like let him catch his breath. The round ends, we catch his breath. You know, then we go for a second round um, and we're going and uh, kind of starts out similar. He's pushing the pace a little bit more. Um, he, I won't lie, kind of made me uncomfortable because it was my first, like kind of having the first time somebody put pressure on me for real. I was like, oh, okay, this is new. Um, and then he got off this again from just from remembers he got off like a couple flurries, like a couple of flurries on my head, a couple of combos kind of, I would say it was probably kind of similar to how, uh, Logan Paul was looking at Mayweather at the end of the first round felt like that probably like in my head. That's how I kind of envisioned it was going. Um, could barely see much obviously just cause it was just, you know, um, but then, uh, we, I, so I exit, we kind of re-engage, I throw a couple jabs, and then uh, I duck under, I can't remember if it was his jab or uh, a cross, but I ducked and I just threw him a straight right to the same, <laughs> same spot uh, in the liver, and I dropped him again, and then... Uh, we he this time he gets up and he kind of like starts uh you know we kind of like let him catch his breath but he gets up a little quicker this time and then um we so we're going he gets off another flurry i would say he does that about two more times and then by the, by the second time he did it it kind of annoyed me to where i i threw him a a very basic one two combo uh, actually I doubled up, I doubled up and then I threw him uh, straight right down the pipe and I put a little more power into it and snapped his head back. Um, but he got a little frustrated with that, but like I kind of was, so for me, the reason I was getting frustrated was cause like I was being very clear and not like I was pulling my punches, which is my fault, obviously. Um, uh, because I was just like, I'd already dropped them twice and I wasn't trying to like really hurt him so I was kind of like as I was going to um pull my punches or as I was going to throw like I was kind of like mid throw taking a lot off and then he <laughs> just throw one or two combos in my face uh like one or two punches to my face uh and uh <clears throat> and uh yeah, so I kind of was getting myself in trouble, and that's why I ended up getting a lingering night through him a, a power hit. But, um, you know, he did really well. I would say technically in the second round he probably won. Like, the fact that I just didn't – I think I just was stronger than he was, so I was hitting him a little hard. Uh, like, when I landed, it seemed to, to do more damage. But um, he he was technically better than me, I would definitely say. Um, he showed a lot of weaknesses in my game, especially with someone pressuring me. I, you know, I'm a taller fighter. Uh, no, I don't want to call myself a fighter, but like in boxing, like I'm a taller opponent. Um, and, uh, but it was interesting. It was fun. But then, so he didn't want to go the third round, but then one of the coaches there who, uh, he's an ex fighter. Uh, he's a coach. 
younger guy. He's probably my age, to be honest. Um, he gets in the ring with me, no gear, nothing, just gloves, uh, and just made me look silly. Like, uh, you know, he did it. He was like, hey, I'll just give you the third round. Like, he was, it, w- it wasn't like he was trying to be a dick about it, right? It was just like he was kind of putting me in positions and then he, um, to see how I'd react. And like, you know, he was kind of, he was just coaching me up pretty much. Um, and he just made me look silly though. He snapped my head back about two or three times. Um, I did get him with a good uh, three-punch combo that landed with me getting him. I didn't have any power on it. Um, like we were, we weren't. I like we were doing more of a lighter sparring in this round. Um, he. Uh, and then I got him in, that was the only thing that I, only thing of success I had was I got him with a, a right straight to the body. Um, again, nothing on it. He would, he would put a little more on it. Like if I was forgetting my basics, which I kind of liked, like if I was just sitting there and like I was exposed and I wasn't paying attention or my aim, my angle was bad. Like he would throw a punch out there with a little more power on it and snap my head and like, kind of like, Hey, pay fuck attention. You know what I mean? Um, or get back to your basics. So that was my experience. It was fun. I really liked it. Um, and you know, obviously, I'll, I'll I'll be doing it again. I think the other guy technically is a better boxer than me. Um, again, I think the only benefit I had going for me was that I, I was just stronger. Um, you know, he showed that I have a lot to work on. Um, so. You know, I mean, I think if I don't land those body shots, he probably just outboxes me for three rounds, to be honest. I think that's probably what happens. Um, maybe I'm just a, a, a doubting Thomas, who knows? But as always, merch, teespring.com. Go to Trost Talk, uh, or you can type in my name, Kyle Trost. Um, link in my bio of my Instagram. It's also there. Um, we'll also have all the links to all my podcasts on all the platforms. Um, Instagram is Trostalk, uh, at Trostalk, obviously. Um, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Um, all right, so let's dive into it with... The NBA, we're going to save the Euros for a little later. And then I got some venting to do and some last final thoughts. So, uh, NBA, uh, Suns, Clippers, that series is officially over. I think most of us saw this coming, um, especially with Kawhi being hurt. Uh, as I as I said, it would take a couple games for Chris Paul to finally get back in the groove. I mean, you don't just take ten days off and then get back to playing at a professional level and then just have a an incredible game one. Um, it can happen. It's not often, especially when you're his age. It's gonna take a little time. So now he's back in rhythm. It looks like, um, you know, he may have like one or another like another bad game, but you know, I would say he's back in back in rhythm, back in CP3 mode. Uh, he's doing well. You know, I'm not a fan of his, but he's doing re- he's doing great. He closed it out. An incredible game six. Clippers never stood a chance. Um, it looked semi-close in the first because both teams were kind of playing 
I would say the Clippers were more or less playing pretty bad, and they it was a pretty close game. Um, so I was like, oh, I mean, if they turn it on, like they could, they just could, they just never did. And credit uh, the Suns, they never allowed them to. Um, the biggest thing that happened in that game, Patrick Beverly two hand shoves Chris Paul. Now I don't like Chris Paul, so I wasn't like up in arms about it. I think it's a punk move. I think it's a snake move to shove him in the back. Now, me not liking Patrick, or me not liking uh, Chris Paul, I'm not going to be like, ah, out with pitchforks and torches, you know, but uh, not great. Patrick Beverly, obviously. I mean, if you think it was just out of frustration, like, no, we all know Chris Paul said something. As he walked by, he said something. He's got to keep his cool Pat Beverly, but we all know what Chris Paul did. Because we've all played, if you've played sports, you know that's what happens. Your team, you're beating the living shit out of them. They have a player on that team who's been running his mouth. You're walking by to your huddle. You say something. Sports. Of course he did. Now, Patrick Beverly's got to be better and he's got to keep his head. But, you know. Now, if he shoved him in the front, I don't give a fuck. I would be like, oh, on Pat Beverly's side, I'd be like, dude, fuck them. Like, he's running his mouth. He's running his mouth. Of course you're going to get shoved. You know he's losing. Like, you get that. If he had done that from the front, not the back. Um, so interesting thing about the Clippers is now what like is going to happen. You know, you have an interesting storyline with Kawhi Leonard. Rumors that he is upset with the Clippers in their diagnosis of his knee when he went to a second opinion. Same thing that happened in San Antonio. But he wanted specifically to be in L.A., does he go to the Lakers? Does he just say, "Hey, I want to stick it. I want to stick it uh, in, uh, stick it out in California and go to Golden State," like me and my buddy Mikey in our previous podcast had brought up? What does he do, or does he stay with the Clippers and just let his knee heal? Maybe he gets surgery this off season, even though there's no damage. Maybe it's just to clean it up, do whatever. Um, we still don't even know fully if it is just an ACL sprain. I think it's like all but confirmed sort of thing. Um, so there's a lot of question marks with Kawhi. Now, you know, I was talking with my buddy the other day, and I was like, you know, what is Kawhi's story in the NBA? Because say he had won this year, right? He would have had three titles um, and three different teams. Everywhere he goes, he wins. He's always one of the better players he's every title at that point would have been him leading a, t- a team um but he wouldn't have been like thought of as like the dominant player like a LeBron but he has almost just as many titles like what is he? he's like that dark horse that kind of just always wins he's that that grinder that worker man you know didn't win it this year but I think now his his story is kind of like He's somebody that when he he's like Anthony Davis, I think he's similar to case to Anthony Davis. When he's on the court, he has the ability to be the best player in the world. But can you get him to the court, sort of thing? So that's his issue. I love Kawhi. He's one. He's my favorite player. So I'm always rooting for him. I don't know what he's gonna do. Um. I think the Clippers showed that they could definitely win it next year if they, if Kawhi were back. They just, especially if they just changed a couple other things, like changed up a couple role players uh, to be just a tad deeper in the better ability to go big. We're talking finals, 
but they don't even need that true ability to go big. They it just even they just have like a better if just the ability to have uh, some bench players to score on their own, go get their own basket would be huge. And then Paul George, you know, he cl- kind of classic Paul George, right? Like has a good game, then he falls it with two terrible games. Like he had an incredible game five in Phoenix, but then followed it up with a terrible game in game six. You know, what's it like? It's just an inconsistency. It's just like you don't know what you, you don't know what Paul George is going to show up on any night. And, you know, this whole, like, uh, he takes his badge on or, like, people, like, criticize him. It's like, you shouldn't, man. Because it's not, like, out of, like, critiquing you like you're the best. You're not. It's not like LeBron criticism where people are, are, you know, are criticizing him, but he's a top three player of all time, right? It's not like that. You're (laughs) – you don't have that luxury. So, I, I don't know, Paul. You got to get together. You just got to find – you don't need to go out and score 28, 35. Like, you don't have to do that. If you can score consistently 24 points every night, that's all you need to do. And shoot 48%. Hawks. And you say that he does that, on average, but he doesn't. Because the reason he averages 24 is because he's so consistently, you guys will have like 14, 18, or I'll have 20 points, and then I'll have like 38. Like, what the fuck, man? Anyways. Hawks Bucks. It's a weird series, right? You had the last two games, game and a half for the Bucks, that their best player's been out. Two games for the Hawks, their best player's been out. Bucks leading the series 3-2, to two, final game tomorrow. Uh, on Saturday, uh, game six. Giannis probably not going to play. I wouldn't play him either. But I mean, you're up in the series. Um, yes, you're on the road, but you're up in the series. And he it, it gives him another two days to, to uh, you know, repair his, or heal his knee, right? It, ideally, if you can win in game six, and then you get a couple days to heal the finals, he's probably back, right? Or even if it goes game seven and he doesn't play in game seven, you win game seven, it's more time. Because then it pushes out game one of the finals a little further, so you could potentially give him another week to heal. But I would say keep him out for game six, obviously. Um, you basically, you're playing with house money at that point, so if you need to have him back for game seven... He's got a couple extra days to heal. So he's got to do that. Um, Trey Young, what's the story on him? What's he going to do? I imagine he comes back. Uh, it's an elimination game. It's uh, it's a bone bruise. It's not like anything massive. Um, they hurt, but it's not the end of the day. Um, I think what they did was, to be honest, I think they obviously when he didn't play in that game and they ended up winning – I don't think their plan was to have them sit out two games, but when they won the game, they were up 2 nothing. It's kind of the same thing with what they should be doing with Giannis right now, right? You're playing with house money. They go, all right, well, let's give him another couple days of rest. And we just won last game. Like, it's 2-2. Worst case scenario, we go down one, right? And we bring him back. 
he gets a couple extra days of rest. So I think he'll be back. It's an elimination game. Um, if he's not back, I think then you kind of can drop questions of with Trey Young of like, is he going to be durable? Like he he's young right now, so his body can heal. But like, okay, but when he's 28 and he's had eight years of being dinged up, like what's his body going to look like? He's a tiny guy. If a bone bruise in his ankle is keeping him out for three games and missing an elimination game, what's going to happen when he's got a sprained ankle or he's got a calf strain and he's older and it's now those heels, now those wounds don't heal as quickly and as fast. So that could bring up those questions. I imagine he'll be back for game six. Um, something else that kind of brought my attention to the uh, the NBA about the Suns' uh, path to the finals. Kind of a little of a weird one, really. Uh, think about it. In their first series, you have to play the Lakers. Now, I think they probably lose that series if Anthony Davis stays healthy. Now, he's always injury-prone, so you never know. He's like Kawhi. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, you know, it, it's it's weird. So, so I think they probably lose that series. Obviously, the Lakers weren't a true number seven, it, fully healthy. But I think they probably lose that series if AD stays healthy. Now, he doesn't. Then they go on to the second series with Denver Nuggets. Who they sweep? Who are the Denver Nuggets missing? Their all-star point guard, Jamal Murray. Also an injury-ridden team. Then they go to the Western Conference Finals. Who's hurt? But one of the top five players in the NBA, personally, the, who I think is the best player in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, missing from the team. Hurt. Now they play the Bucks, whose best player, Giannis Antetokounmpo, hurt. Weird, right? Like it's different. Like I think it's always you get those you get those things where you play a team, you do you get a series where ah the best players hurt, kind of benefits you throughout your run, right? That happens now. In every series, I don't know that that's happened. <laughs> now everyone, now that brings up conversations of, you know, the quick turnaround. Now and every team's had to deal with it, which I agree with. Every team has had to deal with it. Everybody's had to deal with injuries, so. What team dealed with the best? I don't think there's an asterisk on this season. I don't think there was an asterisk on last season. You know, your delta hand, who deals with it best? Lakers did last year. So far, the Suns are this year. Benefit, I will say, the Suns are super young. As I mentioned earlier, when you're young, those injuries, they're not as bad. They can heal quicker. When you're 30... You're 36. They start healing a little slower. Start feeling them a little more. Um. Now I do apologize to my European listeners. I did not. Not that you maybe you didn't care, but um, did not give my updates on the quarterfinals uh, for the first two games. I apologize. Um. I was going to do it early, but then I was like, I don't want to do it before the games happen as the games are happening. Cause then it makes it sound like, Oh, I you just think I'd maybe snake the, my calls were because I'd watch the games it either way. It's a ridiculous thought. I know, but 
Uh, I so that's why I waited off to watch them. I wanted to talk about them. First game, <laughs> Sweden. First of all, the red card I thought was a terrible red card. Um, you know the whole. I I, I thought it was a terrible co- a red card. The whole uh, clear and obvious to overturn it, but because it was what the ref called and it's a subjective call, they can't overturn it. That's a bullshit. It's a bullshit call, man. It was. Look, they carried on. They did fine. They ended up, um, you know, pushing it to extra time and then two PKs. And then they even had the advantage because Spain missed their first PK. So they had the advantage, even scored their first goal. And then Spain hits theirs, and then Switzerland goes on to miss their next three. And... Spain even missed their third because of a great save by Switzerland's goalkeeper, Solmers. Uh, Then they get up and shank it. I mean, they had it. They had it. It would have been a great, great comeback, hold off, and win for, and eventually a win for Switzerland going to their semifinals. But they are not, again... I, I thought this one was an interesting. I thought this one would be an interesting game because I've said it this whole tournament. Where is where is Spain going to get their goal scoring from? And I don't think Switzerland's a very high scoring team either. You know, if they get two goals, I think that's a for me that's a pretty high game for them. That's a very high game for them. Um, Spain, it's the same thing. I'm like, okay, if a team gets if a team goes up. Two nothing on Spain. You're like they'll never. I don't. They, I don't think they can score two goals. Like if they, a team goes up one, you're like, okay, I think Spain can pull it back. Maybe they can get something in extra time. But I'm not convinced they're going to score two goals. I know they had that big one in, uh, you know, those big blowouts or those big goal scoring games in their last two. But their five was obviously. I think they also scored two. Of those were own goals, so only three were their own. Um, you know, I just I'm not. It's been saying it the whole time. I don't know where their their goal scoring is going to come in from. Um, the second goal uh, game was what I would say was more or less probably what the finals, uh, like the finals of the Euro. I would say. I mean, you're the number one team, Belgium, and then Italy, who, as I said earlier on my first uh, Euro podcast, dark horse of the tournament. Dark horse of the tournament. And they played like it today. They were better than Belgium on every level. Um, they play a little faster now. Obviously, they definitely changed um, their game style. But Belgium plays a very high possession field game. And they kind of just like try and be tactically break you down. That, to me, that's literally Italian football like they every even though they're playing faster every Italian knows how to play that style of football to get and they they get that so I just didn't think it was smart I mean Italy was just better than them in all phases um of the game in all aspects of the game so uh, hats off to them um I don't I really really am shocked by all the upsets that have gone on um, but, uh, Italy, the favorite, I would say, 
you know, go uh, good for them. Um, yeah, who else was shocked by? Uh, and talk about it, but uh, the France. I, I was thrown off by that. Obviously, I got so I got um, so many in uh, the round of sixteen wrong. Let's review that too, real quick. Um, I got the Italy game right. I got Czech wrong. I actually did get the Belgium game right, even though I wanted Portugal. Uh, Spain got five against... Uh, it was also extra time against Croatia. That was also mind-blowing that they they were able to combine for eight goals. And then France, with a 3-1 lead, loses to penalties and OT to Switzerland. Um, I also got... I can't remember. I think I got the England one. I may have gone Germany, but I think I put, took England one nothing. And then uh, I got the Sweden game wrong too. Now, the quarterfinals, um, I definitely would have taken Italy. Um, you would have heard me go back and forth, but I would have taken Italy because... Per usual, I generally always take the underdogs. I would have thought they would have been the underdogs, so I would have taken Italy because I would have been pretty 50-50 on it. And so when I'm 50-50, I go underdog. Um, Spain, Switzerland. Now, this one I thought would have been just like this, <laughs> um, but I thought Spain could probably would have won. Um, I didn't know that. I probably thought they would have won in an extra time. Um now we go on to tomorrow's games. We have the Czech Republic versus Denmark. I would say this is great because now it's two smaller teams with a pretty much ticket punch to the semis, which is awesome. I think Denmark is the better team. I think they have better scoring opportunities or uh, better scoring forwards um, and playmakers. I think they are also playing super inspired right now after the whole Christian Eriksen events. Uh, I think they're going to pull through a Czech. I see it being a 2-0 game. I think it's going to be 2-0. Um, and then you have England, Ukraine. Okay, so I think England wins this 2-0. Actually, I think Ukraine, I think uh, Ukraine scores a goal. I think it's 2-1 England, but do not be surprised if Ukraine wins this. They have some talented players. And England is known for being upset, in my opinion. Like they're games they should close out, and you have a you're like you look at this game and you go, England should win this game easily, going to the semis where they're probably going to be playing Denmark, which means they play Denmark, they should be going to the finals. Now, what are they going to do? History says they're probably going to fold in that game. Or they're going to lose to Denmark. If Czech wins and they beat Ukraine and they have Ukraine and they beat Ukraine and then the Czech and they can't beat both Ukraine and Czech to get to the finals, shame on you, England. Now, I suspect they're going to win. I think they're going to win. I think they go up 2 nothing. Ukraine pulls a goal back late and... Uh, they hold them off and win. Um, I think England wins 2-1, and I think Denmark wins 2-0. And then we go on to the semis. Now, in the semis so far, 
We have Italy versus Spain already locked in. I think Italy is going to win. I think Italy just has too many scoring weapons. Um, I've been saying it the whole time, and I'm a broken record. First of all, Italy's defense is great. You're not going to have a great time trying to play possession-heavy ball against Italy. Um, Spain, don't see where they're going to score from. I don't see it. I do not see it, and when I do not see it, you need that to win. Unless you're trying to plan to go go even one one and just hold off till penalties. All right, maybe, but I don't. I don't think that's. Gonna, I don't think you're gonna hold. I don't think you're gonna draw with Italy. Italy's defense is way too good. They've only given up now two goals in their last like thirty something games, or their last like sixteen games. They've given up two goals, and they've scored like forty. So. I think Italy wins that. I think Italy wins 3-1. Pretty convincingly over Spain. Um, Okay. Now on to a final thing. So my final thing today, or final stuff is... What I am just going to vent about. So I'm going to get this one out of the way. The Sha'Carri Richard story. Now, I'm going to start this off talking about Sha'Carri Richardson uh, first. And I just want to say, I saw her interview uh, before I made this. Uh, I saw her interview that she'd put out on the Today Show. And I want to say that how she's handled it has been fine and it's been great. I thought I think she's handling it well. She's handling it like a professional. Um she's owning up to it. Um my issue comes from the reaction of celebrities, other athletes and other people. Um It's a rule, man. Now her whole story, uh, yeah, all right. It, it's sad what happened. I get that, but that doesn't. It does not apply. That doesn't make your reason better than somebody else who maybe didn't have something on going on in their life, but also smoked weed and got caught. Right? It doesn't make yours a better option. You both did it. It's a rule. You both knew. Now she's owned up to it. She has done very well with it. I have no issue with how she's handled it. I don't have an issue with her going on. I don't know why anybody would, but I don't have an issue with her going on the Today Show to even talk about it. And um, I I think she went on there from my perspective, from what I watched, is she went on there to kind of like more so, not even to get sympathy, not even to like try and beg for a leniency or anything. Or um, she owned up to it was the first thing she said was that's her response. She's going to own it. That's fine. But what I felt like she was really doing was talking to people like there might be people out there who were mad at her or upset with her. Now, I don't think anybody should be. I do agree with what her tweet was where she is human. I do agree. I don't think there is any reason to be upset with her. Now, there's people around who are close to her who probably are disappointed because she knows the rule. She had an opportunity to go to the Olympics. Like some coaches might be disappointed and she probably could have done really, really well. Um. So I, I'm sure there's some of that, but I don't think anybody in the real greater America 
is going to be upset with her or should be. Um, I do where my anger comes from is the reaction of people who are who are pissed off and blaming this rule, and then you have people like Seth Rogen who's claiming it, trying to tie it to racism, which is just ridiculous. It's just absurd. It's just another out of base celebrity and out of touch celebrity. I mean, the man's had bronchitis for like fifty years. I I don't think you should be trusting anything he says. Um, he. He's just an idiot. He he likes to he thinks highly of himself. He's an idiot. Um She, you know, and then you have all these people who are upset about it. I get it. I, I even would sit there and agree that's an outdated rule, but look, man, it's accountability. You have to have that. And I'm not saying she didn't have any. Again, I've repeated, I think she's owned up to it. I think she has done just fine. There's nothing negative to say about her. But there's a societal thing behind it where all the, this reaction is a society thing. It's like when just because you think it's not a big deal doesn't matter. If it's if a rule is in place, it's in place. Now, you know, it. it's not like they surprised her with it. It's not there like they gave her the drug test and they were like, by the way, we're also testing for weed. Hope you didn't smoke. Like, that's not what happened. It was a rule. She's known it's a rule. She's been doing this for a very long time. She's known for a very long time that it's a rule. So. She has to suffer the consequences. Like, you know that. You you, you take a chance and, uh, you know, you got to be able to suffer the uh, the repercussions sort of thing. Um, so the outrage is just, to me, it's just, it's ridiculous. I think it shines a light really on where we are as a society um, that, you know, uh, look, I, I think, I do think that for, for sports, testing of, marijuana is ridiculous i do think it is outdated but if i'm also a track runner and i know that they test for marijuana it's like pilots pilots right now they can't smoke weed if you get caught with having weed in your system a pilot will lose his license he can't fly anymore so what do they do they don't smoke they don't smoke it's that simple and if you're saying it's like, oh, well, they shouldn't have to. It's like, well, they do because it's the rule. Now, if you want to push for a rule to be changed, that's fine. Do that. I would support that. But trying to get her them to be like, no, you need to, because this is so ridiculous and you suspended her, you need to lift it now because we demand to because we don't like it. It's like tough shit. You got to have accountability in this world. Now, she is, in my opinion being accountable for it. So my hat's off to her. But the reaction from mainstream America of these, I don't even know if they're mainstream America, the reaction from these top celebrities and actors and athletes and people like that is that, and I, it's absolutely absurd. And those people are in the wrong. And those people are what I think is wrong with America. I don't even want to say America, but America's newfound values. Um, in good news, college athletes now can get paid for their likeness. Um, I don't think the schools should be paying the players directly, but I do think that this ruling is great, and I think it is beneficial because I personally always thought it was stupid, like when Terrell Pryor got in trouble for selling his jersey. It's his game jersey. It'd be no different than if another college kid went and sold his Xbox. 
The only difference is he's on a call. He's on the college football team. It's the only difference. Shouldn't matter. I, I do agree with that. I think that was ridiculous. So I, I do love this new ruling. I do not think the school should be pay, doing a pay to play. Pay to play. I think that is a terrible idea. Um, I think if you do that, that means they're now professional athletes. Um, you open up to a whole other thing. Um, but what they did get, absolutely love it. These these athletes are about to make a lot a lot like they already were making some like top players were already making good money but they are going to be making a lot of money now um so good for them uh i really love that ruling can't say anything better about it last thing i want to say before i go this is this weekend it is the 4th of july america's independence day um now, I know as of the last probably 10 years, 12 years, maybe even 15, it has been very trendy to bash on America, um, which the irony in that is just so eye-opening because the amount of freedom you have to have to be able to talk the amount of shit that people talk about this country and get away with it should be eye-opening to you because it's not like it's only in third world countries where that people like tyranny is like that. Go to China, go to Russia, say some things bad about their government, see what happens. These are pretty powerful countries in the world. I think we have an incredible country. I think... I do not think we are the only free country on earth, but I think we are the best country on earth. I love other countries too, like some of my European listeners, but I do think that I do live in the greatest country. I think that we allow opportunities that most countries cannot afford to other people. I think people who want to come here and chip into the American way of life are more than welcome. Um, I think we... Uh, I, I am very proud to be an American and very proud to have been from this country. And I think more people need to be prideful of this country because we've done a lot of great things. Yes, we have some we have some blemishes on our record. We have some terrible things in our past, but we've also gotten rid of those terrible things faster than any country has ever done in the history of time. We've been able to nix those out of our country and out of our society faster than any country has ever done. Other countries taken thousands of years. Other countries still have it going on today. So I am proud of our country. So yeah, proud to be from this country. And that's all.